Hi Sanjana. Hi Pushpadeep. Hi Srini. Hi Rishabh. Hi, good to have you here, Srini. Thank you. So while we are talking, I think people are also joining us. Sure. The students have started uh, lining up. Great. So in the meantime, to all our listeners, guys, a very good evening to one and all. Is there an echo happening, guys? Or is it only at my end? Srini, are you able to hear me properly? Loud and clear. Oh, great. All right. So to all our listeners, a very good evening to one and all. Welcome everyone to the Startup and Career Show. And I'm Rushab Mehta tuning in from Team Backstage. We're going to have a highly interactive conversation with Mr. G. Srinivasan, who is highly focused on creating jobs in sports industry. A very, very exciting session to look out for. And please feel free to participate by raising your hands, becoming a speaker, or you can also put in your text in the chat box below. A little bit about Srini. She is founder and CEO of Sporto, an organization that helps aspiring individuals for turning their passion in sports to their profession by assisting them, training them, and getting them jobs in the fast-growing sports industry. Prior to this, she was heading marketing and strategy for Reliance Sports Group and worked across properties including football, cricket, Amt Reliance, and RF Youth Sports. She was part of the core team that launched Indian Super League. She was earlier associated with BCCI and was working on IPL. She's worked with Nike and ESPN in various capacities earlier. So, Srini, glad to have you on Backstage today, and I'm sure students are going to enjoy listening to your stories. Hi. Thank you, Rishabh. Pleasure to be here. Am I audible? Yeah, loud and clear, Srini. All good. So, Srini, uh, you know, would be great if you could share your journey over the years. How did it all start? You know, today you're a founder, but there would be since there are so many students out there who are joining us live. So if you could elaborate on the story, how did you enter into the sports field? That's a really, really uh, uh, take. We'll take you eons back. Uh, but um, I was uh, since I since as far back as I can remember, I was always crazy about sports. And uh, you know, while growing up, uh, especially during my time. You always hear a saying called, you know, "Padoge likhoge, banoge nawab, khelooge, khudoge, hoge kharaab." Right? I've grown up. <laughs> I've grown up listening to that, saying that sports is not going to give you anything. It's not going to give you anything. I was uh, not uh, as talented in in each sport, but I'm I'm pretty much above average in pretty much every sport that I play. Like, had I continued to play one, maybe maybe I would have become a sports person. But uh, the next best thing was to be associated with sports in any capacity. And uh, pretty much, there, I mean, there was pretty much no awareness for that. There's still no awareness for that. So, uh, yeah. As, as to how do you make a career uh, in sports? So, uh, like all uh, people, I went to college. I went to St. Stephen's College, did my graduation in chemistry, uh, and then I wanted to become go do something with sports after that. Then I realized that you could become a sports reporter, which is possibly being closest to the action. So I got I, I got a job as a reporter in a newspaper in Delhi. And my parents were like, "What the hell is this man? You know, how can a South Indian boy be doing just sports reporting? You need to study more. You need to be a postgraduate." It was pretty big at that time. So I'm talking about uh, 1994, 95. Uh, so I, I I went to a very good B school, a top 10 B school. Uh, I went to IIT Ghaziabad, and then even there I was wanting to do something with sports because uh, I was pretty much focused. I I read a book uh, there. I mean, read a lot, read a lot about. Uh, IMG and Mark McCormack, and uh, incidentally, a week before placement, my first, I realized IMG was coming to India, 
and the ceo of img i mean i i i got half an hour with him and uh, he told me how many years of work experience do you have son i said zero so he said uh, do one thing give me a call after two years say i'm joining next week and uh, so he said i want you to he said, right now you work out of five star hotel and uh, you have no experience you want to you need to understand organization systems processes culture hierarchy uh, respect you know expectations etc and then he said and then i'll definitely hire you he said even if i don't hire you you'll you'll probably make a good uh, sports manager i was very very kick to i mean a, a you know 21 22 year old uh, is very very kick to hear that i mean i had i had a, I, i i had to go to uh, the middle east there were some financial issues in the family but then i i had had enough after four years of advertising i said i want to work in sports and then i came back to india without a job and joined uh, espn after about 6 to 8 months of waiting that was my breakthrough into the world of sport uh, when i joined in marketing did all type of coming I marketing affiliate marketing consumer marketing trade marketing uh, then i moved to the sales side of things i moved to business development and uh, creating new properties so that was my journey into sports uh, so to say i mean i was pretty crazy that uh, i was pretty crazy about sports and wanted to be associated in some way or form at that point in time in 90s between 97 and 2001 there was pretty much nothing in india today we're talking about what 260 odd companies which is which are on our database you know uh, but uh, i'm sure there'll be more uh, and at that time you could count them on your fingers I mean, there wouldn't be more than five or six hmm so that that was the entry into the in, in, into the world of sport with espn wow so so shrini i mean uh, it's quite fascinating right because uh, you started off you you did chemistry and uh, then you went to middle east again came back but so how, how did you arrive at the conclusion that because mind mein aisa lagta hai na sports matlab when you are a player right so how did you zero down on to your interest level ki mujhe sports mein hi career banana uh you know i've always believed in what comes from the heart and what came from the heart was sports i there used to be a series called uh, pretty strange but there used to be a series called doogie hauser right uh, it is pretty mm-hmm. famous now as well so so there i mean his friends are going to college and they ask him i'm not quite sure on what i want to do so he says take a pen and paper and write down the top three things that come to you that you would really want to do uh, to make a career in things that you're good at and you see yourself doing well so i mean that was one thing i picked up from there and i wrote the first three things i wrote was sports so it was pretty clear that you know uh, i knew the what i just had to figure out the how that that that's quite interesting so then uh, uh, how was your experience uh, studying uh, setting up uh, ipl or for that matter even isl because isl as a property india is a cricket loving nation right mm. and who would have imagined if football will also uh, see the light of the day mm. so if you can tell talk about that era that yeah. what all things went through you uh, in that phase so i guess uh, after espn i mean espn is where i gained a lot of experience in cricket i organized a hockey event which was india's first uh, intercity sports event which was called the premier hockey league uh, it bombed really badly because mm. every business everything about the business model was wrong but if you don't make a mistake how will you learn right so yeah. um, so i after that i went to nike where i learned a lot about football that's where my uh, i mean i was always i i always loved football and was passionate about football played football but that's when i understood the business of football when i was in nike i used to head the football business category for nike india as well including the brand function 
and then when i moved to the ipl i i, I realized uh, the actual business of sport because the number of zeros that are there at the end of every number is quite huge right i mean they won't even fit into a calculator that that that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of uh, scale and level that you're talking about in 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 the IPL and i wouldn't have left the IPL because you know i was doing well i mean uh, you you're working on a tournament which is bigger than the world cup of cricket yeah right and then uh, the only thing that sort of took me and because i was so crazy about football the business of football i said let me try and do something here and uh, that's when i that's when i got a call from reliance saying we're starting this thing called the ISL and ISL had had start stop quite a few times before and i was very skeptical and mm. then uh, there was this uh, interview one day with mr ambani himself he said i want you to if you if you if you so love the sport and you want to sort of make a difference in football and he says you won't realize it now but after 10 years you know you'll realize that uh, you had a small part to play in that and that sort of pretty much uh, uh, make me uh, make up my mind uh, that uh, you know i'll work in isl and uh, if i was like sort of employee number 1 of that team and when i went inside the office there was just an excel sheet there was not even a presentation and today we see that the same league being watched by 170 million people all over in india in eight languages you see it feels good oh absolutely yeah it's like it's like your own baby now it has grown up yeah i i i, I keep saying this in, in in every every conversation my son is 9 isl is 7 and my daughter is 6 Wow. <laughs> so for me ISL is my second child. <laughs> my daughter was born later. <laughs> wow, wow. So Srini uh, coming to Sporjo uh, and and you know if you can talk about Sporjo and what was the inspiration? So you wanted always to be in sport but how did you come uh, get this idea that ki yahan pe mujhe job opportunities dekhna because people generally don't see in that sense, right? Yeah. I mean as as a layman you don't know how to get into a uh, get a job other than a player true true i guess uh, if you look at uh, pretty much every other industry in the in the country i mean all of them are very very structured right like yeah. like you said about sports sports is about players right and if you say i want to enter finance finance is not just about money there are different streams which are very very structured right now say if you want to join uh, after college if you want to enter uh, nfmcg right in mm-hmm. fmcgs they take you as interns and make you retire as ceos right they they, yeah. they they have a there's a clear pathway right in sports there is nothing i mean a, an industry of a billion dollars does not even have a website which tells you how to work in it it's really really strange for something which is so emotionally fascinating sports right because yeah. you say i i i love the sport you will ask you why you know what nobody will have an answer to it i support manchester united ask them why mm-hmm. nobody nobody will have a answer to it right so so what i'm saying is uh, as an as uh, so in my journey as sports uh, through uh, as a sports management professional right uh, i always wanted to know ki iske baad main kya karu right and hmm. uh, touch wood i was fortunate enough that opportunities came my way and after espn i i mean i was head hunted everywhere uh, i didn't I, i i i did not make my cv at all so uh, so um, so for, as an individual if if you're thinking okay what do i do next there is no pathway there is no answer and on the other hand as an employer uh, you know for the last 20 years i found that you know you get a lot of people coming to you saying i'm crazy about sport but i want to work in it so you ask them okay what mm. do you want to do they say i'll do anything we call it the i will do anything syndrome the same thing is the, like the analogies i gave the same thing is not applicable in banking and uh, fmcg right it's very True. very structured or even it it's very very structured right in sports mm. the anything sort of and that's the problem because 
there is no uh, people believe that if i have passion i I'll, i'll be able to work in sports which is not okay right because watching a a, a champions league match at 115 or uh, playing for your state or doing a sports management outside india does not qualify you for a job there are a lot yeah. more things other than that right and as an employer over the last 20 years i found a lot of people coming to me i mean on an average every day i would get about 50 linkedin requests at least yeah mm-hmm. saying i want to make a career in sports i came across your profile and as an employer when you try to go out and look for people you could find people for one year and i realized oh. that uh, uh, it's uh, yeah, i shouldn't be saying this uh, but uh, you know it's taken us more than a year to fill up a profile as well so when i saw this massive gap between the two i said something needs to be done about it i reached out mm-hmm. to two large international firms saying that i'll quit my job and start an office for you in india and both of i mean i reached the global ceos through my contact mm. but both of them said well actually india is not our market you know we focus on the us the uk australia i said okay well i'll start it myself and uh, wow. yes it was um, it, it it was a massive step i mean especially when you are in a cushy job you know you've done well and the last phase of your life you sort of retire and then coming back to uh, starting your own company where you don't know where the next salary is coming from especially in the middle of the pandemic uh, it was a decent learning experience i think wow shini so, i mean that was the highlight for my for this conversation i would say i mean if people are not interested in setting up their shop in india i will set up the shop I mean, <laughs> awesome <laughs> so so uh, shini i mean uh, any uniqueness about sporto and is it uh, or, or is there any competition or are the companies who are doing such kind of uh, uh, you know courses in the sports field or there are none um uh, so the difference between sporto and and so we are the full the entire ecosystem which hmm. means that we assess we train we guide and we place right hmm. different people are doing just parts of that nobody is doing recruitment right now because nobody can right uh, there, there are sports management courses being offered but they are again for a very junior stroke entry level right uh, hmm. things that you are taught in classrooms uh are may not sometimes be by people who are professionals and who sort of been there done that right so mm. so that way i would call sportjo really unique because it's hands on training it's not hands on training for each individual and we help them reach what um, you know uh, work on what they are likely to succeed in rather than saying ye course hai ye material hai ye curriculum hai sab pad lo uske baad dekhi jayegi naukri ki right mm-hmm. for us yeah. for us it's important that you know okay you, candidate a is good at 1 2 3 candidate b is good at 4 5 6 how do you hone their skills and strengths to ensure that they'll be successful in things they are inherently good at right a sales person is a sales person so how do you sort of first figure out that they they will be good at sales and then train them mm. and then place them appropriately because if you put an operations guy in data analytics and vice versa it's going to be a disaster so even in sports what we do is we take a scientific approach we uh, analyze each one's personality and then guide them saying that you will be good at this so we suggest that you do this so it's a difference between i think i'm good at this vis-a-vis a scientific evaluation of yours uh, which says that this is most likely what you're going to succeed in as per your personality and your passion and your proficiency that's the difference between sporjo and the rest wow This is quite fascinating, Srini. And uh, before we move ahead, we have uh, Shashank also joining in. So he's the founder of Backstage, and he's based out of US. So it's an early morning for him, and it was 
wanted to be with you absolutely yes sir hi shashank good morning hey hey sinan hey rishab hi hi so sini uh, before i open the floor for students to also interact yeah. i'll uh, ask you one more question since there are many of them out yeah. here uh, can you elaborate on the type of courses that uh, sportjo is offering sure. so so we have multiple products right now uh, but two but two of our key products are uh, sportjo mentor and sportjo plus for this audience i think sportjo mentor is a more relevant one these are not certified courses mm-hmm. they are vocational we we call them vocational and each of them is a one on one interaction with a mentor uh, who's an expert in that field right so what ha- what happens mm-hmm. is if one we are we we assess you there's a report which comes out and uh, the team goes through the report uh, with the candidate saying that uh, as per your uh, as as per your uh, uh, report you know you could be good at marketing operations or something else so how do you figure out which, because there are lots of people with the same personality right so then what we do is we give them a, a short project to do which can be done in in a couple of days to figure out intent and interest in each of those verticals so basis that along with uh, mutual consultation we say okay this is what we going ahead with you for and then we give them a a, a large project which they uh, do and um, this is a real life problem faced by a real company it's not a fictitious case study uh, once we sort of do that do that we we, we will eventually pre- we will help them through the project train them in part soft skills as well by soft skills i mean how to make a presentation how to pitch in front of somebody uh, mm. you know uh, communication skills negotiation etc and then uh, when, when they finally present something it 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 could be with someone from the industry or if that's not possible we take that project and submit it to people in the industry with their cvs saying that you know this is if you know about experience this is what they've learned from us uh and forjo plus the same process is followed but this is for people with uh, 7 to 10 years of experience who are uh, transitioning from other industry classic case in point i mean right now in the forjo mentor program there are about uh, 30 people with us who are undergoing the mentor program about 15 16 people undergoing the plus program so in the mentor program there are people the kind of projects that people hello yes tuni yeah uh, a project like um, working on the content strategy for an ott platform in sports uh, mm. assigned with a real athlete in real life and working along with them to make the program um uh, operations for uh, setting up a grassroots academy in kerala um hmm. uh development of football in the northeast these are the kind of projects that people i mean can anyone teach this seriously no right Absolutely. and this is done and this uh, there are two doing uh, data analytics right so these are with a partner company who will come and uh, you know they take over our candidate and take them through the process currently uh um you know we have uh, set up uh, uh, a lot of i mean we started only in about uh, mid april and may and most of them will be finishing their program now and uh, we'll look to place them in appropriate companies basis their uh, skills what they've learned and when we speak to them uh, you know in, in that journey maybe after even after two weeks i mean i've got emails where they where they've come and said that uh, you know i thought i was just getting into another program but the change that it has had in me is absolutely amazing classic case point there's one guy who's an aerospace engineer and he's a part time cricketer as well plays for state etc and he uh, wanted to do operations so 
So I said, why? So because I know I've done a little bit of operations in this league, in that league, etc. So I said, very good. And I, I and we could feel that, you know, he, I mean, he's 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 capable of a lot, of a lot more mm. uh, analytical mind, etc. And we gave them three, and we gave him three projects. And w- one of them about the importance of CRM in sports. And wow. now, and now, and he also felt, he's like, you've changed my thinking completely. And now he's doing a project with a real company on the use of a real use of a CRM in sports mm. and he will get a job uh, after that with with companies in that space so this is how we find out what your uh, what that uh, you know uh, point is which uh, w- 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 which will uh, a in line with your strengths make you happy and get more than that make you successful wow Wow, this is quite fascinating, Srini. It's uh, not only a unique concept uh, per se, because what you're right. I mean, there are not many institutes offering all-round uh, development of, of uh, people in the sports industry. So that's a fascinating one. And congratulations to you and your team for uh, raising funding as well, because it was there recently in the news. Yeah. I think it's a good beginning at least to have that. Yeah, we. Uh, I mean, when I started, I mean, I would have made about what. 200 presentations to investors, right, of all types. A lot of them said, Aray, to nahi yaar. Ye kya hai? Matlab, ye, you know, this is like HR, this is HR, tech HR, sports HR, hai kya hai? So, hmm. India mein itni company hai kya? So, I mean, all, all, all types, I mean, we've heard comments of all types. Somebody said that, uh, if you have so much experience, I think if you do consulting, you will make a lot more money. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, all with all humility, I would say that uh, I, I, I firmly believe in this. And hmm. more, more importantly, I think when we, when I start to sort of put it down on paper, uh, there's one question which my wife asked me, do you think uh, this will add value to people's life? I said, no, this will transform people's life. So, uh, so she said, then I think you should do it. So that was my filter. Are we adding value? If not, I don't think there's any business that should be done if it doesn't give back to uh, the consumer. Hmm. No, no, that, that is, that is uh, awesome, I think. Uh, so, uh, Srini, now we'll also open the floor. We have a speaker. We have Saurabh. Uh, Saurabh, you can go ahead with your question to Srini. You're on mute, Saurabh, if at all you're talking. Okay, by the time he unmutes and asks the question. So, let me, uh, uh, Srini, uh, uh, in the meantime, I'll ask you another question. Sure. As in, how how did you go about developing a team, right? Because recruiting right talent, it's just a tough one, right? Uh, for getting people. And you said that when you were in in, in, in the job, you had a, a tough time filling up the vacancies. So how did you go about it? Uh, you know, creating a team itself. Uh, a team at at Sporjo? At Sporjo, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, um, there are. I mean, there's a certain. Uh, uh, way uh, that I sort of uh, operate as in the, uh, there's a clear vision and uh, it's about people conforming to that vision, right? So my first uh, partner, uh, uh, the first employee in this company was Aviral, uh, Aviral Jori, a very, very dear friend. And I told him that this is, I mean, I discussed this with him maybe about uh, six, eight months before uh, it started. And uh, I told him this is what I wanted to start. So he said, this is brilliant. Yeah. This is a great idea. And uh, I, I and, and I guess, you know, uh, with people who's uh, the kind of people that you would want in your team, of course, are people who conform to your vision. 
right saying that uh, you know yes i i believe in it rather than another it's it being another job for them right and uh, different people come with different skill sets for example the sales uh, head might come with a fantastic pedigree in sales but has to conform to that vision and that vision at the end of the day should be healthy and pure if there is i mean it's not like about i want to be a unicorn or a decacorn that's not the idea the idea is very clearly am i adding value to people you believe in that vision then join otherwise don't and we've had uh, this conversation a lot of times and we keep reinforcing this with uh, with our entire team uh, we have a set of maxims yeah, we call them the maxims we uh, there are 12 of them and mm. uh, and and we have to conform to them otherwise uh, this organization is sort of not for you and which is why we uh, we, we we take our time in picking people and uh, we ensure that they are conform to the vision they align they are aligned with us and uh, believe in adding value Interesting. Saurav, are you there? I think I don't know if he's getting a voice or he's probably Saurav is uh, off the phone or something. Yeah, possibly. Hey, so Shivi, I joined the little late, but uh, would you like to say like what actually inspired you to start this company? um i just mentioned that to rushab uh, shashank a little while back uh, okay. as in as in identifying the glaring gap between uh, people who are interested to join the industry and the employers so that gap still exists massively and uh, we just thought if we sort of uh, create products and services to fill that gap train professionals train people to become uh, job ready and for employers you get job ready candidates i think it will go a long way in uh, bridging that gap hmm cool so no, i think really it also aligns with maybe the government's vision on kilo india right yeah. that's an initiative so and i'm sure there will be people required uh, across various domains so even for district level tournaments and state level and what not so i think you're creating a healthy uh, pool of talented professionals Absolutely, our vision is to have at least half a million uh, trained professionals in India over the next ten years. Mm. That's a clear number. I mean, we'll overachieve it, I'm sure, but uh, at least half a million. If India has, if India has to host global events, have aspirations to host the Olympics in the early 30s, right? right? In the mid 30s, in the mid 2030s, we need to have our own pool and be trained rather than relying on outside talent, right? Mm. I mean, I mean, when we were in IPL, when I was in IPL, I was joined in year four, and there were a lot of uh, foreigners running the uh, league. I mean, there were a lot of people from 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 IMG, mm. and as we moved forward over the next three years, we insisted that there be a lot. They train a lot more Indians to do that. Uh, even when we started in the ISL, uh, we had uh, we had uh, a lot of people who worked on Euro, on on FIFA World Cups, on AFC Championships, etc., coming and helping us at least set up. But year two or year three onwards, uh, it was completely different. And mm. and uh, while that was a smaller pool of talent, and unless and until that trickles down and reaches the masses, uh, I think even uh, the smallest uh, Kilo India is still big. But even smaller tournaments should be professionally organized uh, with uh, attention to the basic facts, right? And then uh, running a tournament, running a tournament on time. I mean, there are thousand things that go behind it. and unless and until you sort of train people to do that thing you know uh, sports will continue to remain the same true true 
absolutely in fact shrini you made an interesting point because when you and you've been in this industry for almost a uh, couple of decades now when you you've seen this industry evolving uh, for all these years in spite of that when you had a business idea uh, and you were pitching your uh, the, you know uh, idea to investors you mentioned you had to approach so many investors almost 200 of them right and and that's a the big number right so and this is a learning even for uh, the students who are listening to us right now so as a, as a startup founder it's not going to be easy irrespective of the profile that you have but you have to persevere and continue doing it so sri and now that you have raised funding and all if you can talk a little bit about the process of raising funds and how to get the investors interested or the factors to keep in mind i think uh, so so it really depends you know i mean again like i said like earlier i said about uh, finding the right team member for your team you do believes in the vision the same mm. thing works with investors as well right i mean you need investors who believe in that vision i reached out to a lot of uh, i mean uh, in through the journey i came across a lot of uh, private equity and venture capitalists as well but our business was not ready for that venture capital stage because they they invest a lot of money and want to see a lot of returns also mm. i i guess why it took us slightly longer than usual was that we were asking for funds in the middle of the pandemic but no business was doing well yeah mm. so uh, so i think we were slightly hamstrung by that as well but uh, i guess the process is uh, pretty simple you need to have uh, either a deck which sort of uh, shows your uh, explains what the concept is clearly uh, lots of times uh, within 7 minutes i mean i've made presentations where you have to explain the entire model uh business model etc in less than 7 minutes uh there's one place where i made it in less than 5 minutes as well so you need to be articulate very clear uh, in 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 shark tank they call it elevator pitch right uh, hmm. so so uh, so very clearly explaining what uh, problem are you solving how will it how is it scalable and how will it uh, make a difference uh, to the industry and what is the sort of uniqueness uh, about it so that's the standard things which you sort of uh, reach out to investors a lot of investors i guess at that point in time were seeing wanted to see quick returns right and as mm. as mean i mean we, we will have returns but yes uh, at uh, in good time uh, but till then uh, you know people need to be sort of uh, a little patient with us as well so there are i mean there have been people who just sort of stood by you and uh, helped you to no end and i'll never ever 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 forget that in my life lots of people who i mean lots of partners who charge over rupee for your services the day you get funding you pay us and you know those are the kind of people you will always want to work with right so mm-hmm. uh, so these these are the people that i have sort of i i have worked with i mean we've had very good working relationships when i was in corporate life as well and mm-hmm. uh, this was uh, uh, their thing to me saying that we believe in what you're building we believe in that you're going to make a lot of difference to people's lives and uh, you pay us after you get the funding and i i i cannot forget that so what i'm saying is you come across all kinds of people along the way uh you need to have a very clear deck clear financials of how the company is looking in the, over the next 5 years uh you need to be very very strong uh, with uh, with numbers at least when you're pitching to investors because uh, they look for uh, they i mean if, if someone's putting in money however big or small it might be they are looking i mean it's very difficult to part with money right so if you show if you clearly show them a path as to how the money will grow how the industry is how the market is and how, what changes are you wanting to bring what value will you add to people and eventually uh how do you see your product evolve over the next uh, few years those are the things that an investor usually looks for in your pitch yeah yeah interesting i think that was a uh, uh, 
thanks for answering this kini i mean i'm sure it's going to be a big value add for even for students who are listening your live today so uh, we have gaurav who's joined us gaurav kalpa so hi gaurav if you can hear me oh i think he's on a call gaurav still joining Gaurav is joined as a speaker. I think he's on a call, possibly. So in the meantime, uh, maybe Momo, you can take go in uh, go in with your question. Thank you, sir. Uh, my question is very simple one, and is a little bit faster one, because uh, as as per my knowledge, I don't know how to join in uh, an sport industry. You know what are the criteria that is very essential to join in uh, join in sport industry, and how much I can earn. uh in a month or on a living uh, by doing a job in the uh in sport industry and is sport industry like a corporate sector uh, i just want to know this uh, questions uh you know there are um, so and to answer the first part of the question how do you join the sport are there what are the uh, basic things required right now uh i think uh, the space that we also operate in is graduates plus if you are a graduate and uh, you want to work in the sports industry so a minimum qualification is a, is a graduate plus right now uh, i don't think there's anything anything extra required for uh, being in sports uh, the fact that you have passion is uh, is mandatory without passion i don't think you should sort of join sports just like if you want to join finance you should be passionate about numbers right in terms of pay I've spent 20 years in this industry. I have two kids to feed. I live in Mumbai, which is not a, uh, which is a slightly expensive place as well. So sports does pay you well, uh, uh, considering you you do well, you you meet all expectations, you work really hard. So it's not very different from most industries, barring outliers like banking and finance, where we know that they are paid uh, paid quite a lot. So over and above that, I think sports is very very similar to most industries. If you do well, work hard, and deliver results. I hope I've answered your question. Uh, sir, uh, actually, uh, should I have to go to any sport field, or uh, do I have oh, to join yeah, in a uh, particular sport to join the industry? Oh, I think it should not be uh, possible to join the sport industry uh, without having the knowledge of the type of sport. Is it right, sir? You have to have knowledge, some basic knowledge of sports, right? uh that that's essential i mean like if you're saying if i want to the analogy is if you want to work in finance and say i don't know excel which means there is a problem so similarly mm-hmm. so similarly in sports i mean you need to know basics about sports and if you're passionate enough that knowledge comes automatically right and uh, right. and after that working in sports is sport agnostic if you're working in cricket i mean you need to know about the function that you're working in rather than the sport if you're working in sales you should know how to sell right after that whether you work in cricket or football or basketball or kabaddi or kho kho how does it matter right uh, you should know how to sell similarly in operations you should you should be very good at operations after that which sport do you do what in yes the rules are different the timings are different all that you will learn but it's the function that you do is sport agnostic unless and until it's a specific function like match operations where you need to know the sport inside out Okay. Sir. No. In fact, to add on, uh, Momo, you could you could join uh, Sportzo's mentor program. Yeah. Because that is exactly for uh, for people like you, right? Who yeah. could who could be developed in that uh, field? So I think that is one area. Absolutely. You could just uh, I'll just put it on the group. If you uh, you can just write to us here, and uh, there'll be someone who's going to help you uh, 
help you with it yeah i have just typed it i'm not sure yeah. if it's come there it's it's come admin@coacher.com yeah, ad- so people please note down this email id sure sir i i i have noted it down great so thank you uh, thank you for giving this well we most welcome thanks momo so we have gorov uh, sini uh, gorov if if i'm audible to you Yes, hi, yes, Gaurav. hi, Ruchab. Yes, hi, you are. Uh, my apologies for joining late. Hello, Shrini. Hi, Gaurav. How are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very well. I'm, I haven't caught up with what you guys have been uh, talking about for, uh, for uh, the last half hour. But you know, I've had several conversations with Shrini about um, this project, and of course, before this as well, our paths crossed in the, the role I'm in currently, and, uh, and uh, where he was. So, uh, you know, I think uh, the only thing I will say is that for anyone. in uh, on the listeners panel who is uh, aspiring to build a career in sport i think there'll be very few people in in the industry uh, like shini who can be guides and mentors and i know with his uh, with his uh, venture now um uh, obviously you know is someone that is that can uh, that can provide expertise in that area i wonder shini if i could actually ask you um, a couple of things one uh, one of course is uh, you know and i don't know if you've touched on this uh, uh, already but uh, since i come from a sort of media background um and uh, i i wondered what what your thoughts were on uh, you know your your experiences of kind of this synergy between uh, the sports broadcast slash print slash digital media with uh, the uh, skill sets that you are looking to develop and how you've uh, uh, how sort of um important and significant do you see those skill sets as uh, you know because that synergy has become more and more and more relevant now isn't it with the way uh, sort of sport is being conducted with the with covid interrupting operations meaning that uh, you know people have to uh, have to uh, align in different ways so what have been your experiences in the past with that and how do you see that um, that side of the operation uh, developing no uh, great question for uh, you know uh, we uh, especially uh, after so sport has evolved a lot over the last uh, 20 years that i at least i have been a part of it and 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 gorav right wherein earlier there used to be only television and uh, sports was about uh, broadcasting it on television writing it in print media in the newspaper the next day and some magazines which would carry analysis etc now everything is real time Sports has uh, transformed from waiting the next year. Like for example, even now, while you enjoy reading some pieces in the newspaper, you already know what has happened. You've already read analysis of what has happened, right? So lots of times when you see read the news, you feel I I saw it day before yesterday, right? So uh, I think with that, I think sports has become a lot more dynamic and a lot more real time. So from uh, from writing or reporting about a game to to its analysis. to i guess a lot of data coming in which sort of further uh, adds a lot of jobs as well as uh, keeps the the core fan hooked a lot more because for a casual fan yeah i will know that uh, i will know that uh, uh, you know i know i I'll, i'll know what the indian team is for the t20 world cup right but for a uh, for a core fan you know why was rahul chahar selected in place of yuzi chahal right and considering chahal is the number two goal so so what i'm saying is reporting has changed so much take take for example football now something like the athletic right i mean command such a high premium for monthly subscription uh, when it shows when it gives you only analysis and those analysis are targeted at core fans 
so i think uh, it's changed because the fans have evolved fans have evolved into multiple sects earlier there was one medium the television which was broadcasting to everybody now even on broadcasting on star sports you see a star sports select which has something called a dugout which analyzes things between which uh, between every two three balls to a generic star sports uh, hindi one which is uh, more towards masses an english one which is more towards masses something in languages for people so i think it has evolved so much that uh, the fan while segmenting the fan base they've been uh, has given rise to thousands of opportunities to people to uh, to um, adapt to the changing scenario what has also happened is content has become very very different right i mean earlier they would have one cricket match for 8 hours now had then you had one cricket match for 3 hours which is uh, a t20 match and now you have short form content more than that and you and you will see that most people are really busy during the ipl because every allied function uh, does something with it i mean if you to speak to stand up comedians have a great time at that time because most brands want to do something with, with cricket at that time so what has happened over the years is that uh, the uh, packaging of that content or the delivery of that content or the uh, showcasing of that content has changed so much and given rise to so many more options than a standard linear television feed that uh, you've had so much so many more employment opportunities yeah in fact shrini just to build on that and i think uh, you know it will be good for everyone to hear from you on this as well but i'm noticing a lot and in fact i think it's uh, it's become quite standard practice but it's almost become social media first when it comes to several streams of reportage i mean i'm seeing um, you know uh, you know also uh, sorry shrini did, did you hear that last bit no, sorry no we so lost your no. reportage yeah yeah uh, and uh, uh, you know the point i was making was it's almost become social media first reportage across uh, uh, across sport but in india obviously cricket dominates and and you see that lo- a lot more now so uh, you've got this uh, sort of devoted base now coming uh, gravitating first towards social media to get its uh, fill of content if you like you know and that has created a generation of not just consumers but also uh, content creators and content creators that have now Correct. got la- followings that are larger than uh, celebrities goro i think you are on mute because you are talking no i think it's Sorry. a connection yeah. No, can can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Yeah. So, Ashwin, the point I was making was that you know sometimes when I go on Twitter, I find it quite amusing that uh, you know there's this whole influencer community now yeah. on the platform that uh, commands a much larger following and fan base, if you like to use that word, than uh, you know your traditional reporters who actually do the hard yards, uh, have their res- have their sources. do the reporting uh, figure the stories out but once they put that story out they lose control of that story it goes into the hands of uh, you know this sort of large community which credit to them has built up its um, its uh, its base over the years so it's a changing dynamic and anyone coming into the sports industry will have to uh, understand this and function in a in a way uh, that uh, that takes all of this into account before they can be you know sort of credible professionals in a sense absolutely gorav absolutely fully agree rusha i'm yeah. i'm going to i'm going to leave you to ask the intelligent questions i think the dumb ones are done with me 
Gaurav, you've been in the sports field all through the all through the years, right? <laughs> so it was like you know, I was listening the conversation between you and Shreen. It was like two friends talking uh, <laughs> in depth sports. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not that's not that's not true. Uh, Shreen is very much much older than I am, so wow. we can't really be we can't really be called friends. He's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. More, more like more like Shreeni uncle and uh, Gaurav. Correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Shreeni, I think uh, Abhishek was there some time back uh, in the speaker panel. Uh, he got dropped. So I think he had an interesting question. He said that by seeing the growth of Indian players in Olympics and Paralympics uh, the season, what do you think that the future of sports industry will will be like? The way it is going. I think uh, you know to be very very honest. Uh, if uh, any any athlete who wins medals for India should be given two more medals, because they've not just uh, worked on the sport, right? They fought the system as well, because India is not a sports first country, right? Unlike mm-hmm. Australia, unlike uh, Great Britain, who sort of changed, or the US, or, uh, or or China, right? Who's who making significant efforts in this? We are not a sports first country, and like I mentioned, right? For us, it's studies first. Uh, whichever whichever social strata you come from but uh, what these guys have shown is i mean they give uh, uh, what, i mean the biggest thing coming out of the olympics and paralympics is hope right that uh, yes we can compete on that stage uh, and more importantly i guess uh, it works very well for us as well by saying that sports uh, could be a, a hobby or an inter- uh, is not just a hobby or an interest it could be a career option as well because there's one Neeraj Chopra and one that one Neeraj Chopra needs uh, at least 25 30 people to work with him right yeah so that's where it sort of uh, helps because and there is constant chatter around right now with especially during the olympics i hope this sustains everybody says i mean you, you see three people winning medals i want to do something for the country are about do it when they require no you don't uh, milk them after they won the medal do something support three athletes across three sports Right in your own small way, whichever way you can. It need not be financial or commercial. Always, it could be anything. So what I'm saying is, if there is, if, if the intent is there and it doesn't come every four years when someone stands on the podium, uh, there, I think we'll be the country will be in a much better place. And I think this, the result, the it, it needs to be sustained than at that instant. Rushab, if I Rushab, I want to make I want to make one more point. And Shini and I were on a panel um, on another another forum, and we were talking about this. You know, a lot of this uh, over the sort of last twenty odd years that we've been involved in the industry, we get a lot of young people now, uh, especially nowadays, uh, come up and say, you know, I want to I I want to work in sport, and there is very little clarity about what they want to do. But I I want to work in sport, and uh, the reason I want to work in sport is because I like watching uh, cricket, and I like watching football, and I really understand it, and I've got a great um, I've got great interest in it. But you know, uh, I think one of the sort of uh, points. of caution and i know shrini will agree with me on this is that if you're actually a really kind of devoted sports fan and you're you get a real thrill out of watching live sport and being at stadiums and things like that 
perhaps actually working in the sports industry is not necessarily it is a great uh, forum yes but it's not necessarily the greatest idea in the world because shini will tell you and i will tell you that a lot of the times we've been at really sort of marquee sports events shini's been at ipl finals isl finals he's uh, been at sport around the world i've covered sport around the world and a lot of the times the really sort of business end of things the when things get very exciting and very interesting is the time that you are really busy with your particular jobs i mean shrini will will elaborate on this if you are a tournament sort of executive in some way or a media manager or a uh, you know match official in some way or or working on uh, on uh, operations or marketing or uh, you know you're a journalist at the venue uh, so uh, just a note of caution to young people that be prepared that when you enter these sports arenas in uh, uh, and you are working in jobs then those jobs are not necessarily uh, great fun uh, they are they demand the same rigor and discipline that a job in any other sector would demand and sometimes you could be at a sports event and miss the entire action shini can actually give you uh, instances of um, you know great uh, sort of sporting occasions he's been at and he's probably not seen a ball or a piece of action absolutely gorav i mean when i was at the ipl and they say uh, used to ask me what do you do i said i work in the ipl so wow you would be seeing all the matches right it's exactly the opposite right because i would i would end up seeing about 2 to 3 overs out of the 40 overs and that that too because you happen to be there uh, but otherwise it's uh, it's it, it it is as gorav mentioned it's, it, it is hard work i mean if you're working in operations everyone thinks you're close to the field of play so you'll watch the action it doesn't work like that if you're watching the match which means you're not working right so it is it is very very different yes what keeps you going is the action because Uh, that's what you join here for it's not about watching the match match but making a difference you can watch the match later also i remember an incident where uh, i was at the ipl and uh, mumbai indians were playing sunrisers at the one khede and mumbai indians needed 60 runs in 24 balls and uh, as i walked from cricket center which is the main, which is the gate to the stadium mumbai indians had already won the match <laughs> wow <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Shini, I can I can narrate countless examples like this uh, of being at being at venues, uh, you know, covering games, and you uh, the moment when the most sort of exciting phase of that game is happening is the moment you are at your busiest, so you can't raise your ha- head from the from the laptop or uh, anything. So you know, I think for for young people, it's a very in- enjoyable and rewarding industry to work in. There's no question. Um, uh, and of course, it's a much more organized sector to work in now, especially with, um, you know, with ventures like Shini's that is um, that's giving uh, sort of that education because we didn't have the luxury of of those uh, of that sort of mentorship when we were coming through. But it still isn't, um, you know, it, it if if your interest is in uh, going to venues and watching matches. then i think you're much better off trying to get a banking or a jo- uh, insurance job which pays you a lot of money and then you can spend two weeks at wimbledon uh, just buying the season ticket and watching matches every day that might be the better way to do it right shrini absolutely absolutely and i guess what kept us going at least is the is 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 the passion and uh, when i mentioned the 60 of 24 balls i i was absolutely in time to conduct the post match ceremony right <laughs> which was supposed to happen and and yes i was in time for that but yes i missed pollard hitting those four sixes of uh, amit mishra uh, but uh, but uh, it's uh, you know as gorav rightly said it's uh, very very important because ultimately it is the 
it, it is what you deliver that counts right yes uh, been a lot of matches but it's it's about what you uh, as uh, the as, as the question was asked i mean will i be paid as much right unless and until you mm-hmm. deliver uh, to uh, to what you've been asked for i mean you know you, you need to be uh, compensated for that for your delivery for your performance absolutely absolutely it's like very similar to any other industry in that sense right True. it's a real great and hard work so abhishek i think uh, this was your question and uh, you had fallen off the speaker panel then so i think uh, srini did answer it you have anything else to add abhishek in the meantime uh, uh, srini i think sudha has asked an interesting question in the chat box that uh, why do you think that government should invest money on players uh, before winning or after winning i mean uh, an interesting question and uh, you mentioned that? a bit early sorry can you repeat that please uh, sudha says that what do you think that government should invest money on players before winning a medal or maybe after winning a medal before because if they don't invest before they won't win a medal right i mean it's a classic case in point that uh, i mean hockey we might say that nobody pays attention to hockey but they mm-hmm. mean about what, what 53 crores or 83 crores i don't remember the number spent on the both the men and women team right and that's and we seeing the results of that performance now because it yeah. has to be continuous it can't do it, it can't be just before the olympics i was just reading that because the olympics is, is, yes it comes once in every four years but that actually it only has that 10 minutes or that 70 minutes or that 90 minutes to showcase what they've been working on for all their life they yeah. will be they could be working for working on it for 15 years which means they need support for 15 years right and it's not about just before olympics or just after olympics similarly mm-hmm. i think what needs to be done is a make it a curriculum in schools ensure that this is mandatory ensure that sport is a part of uh, life because without that i don't think uh, we can achieve any glory in in any global event classic case in point is cricket i worked for mm-hmm. the bcci and everybody says the bcci is this bcci is that bcci is this right but the structure that the bcci has created of cricket in this country we sent two teams to two different countries yeah not not two teams we sent 25 25 people each which is like four teams right True. and 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 that's the depth australia has been trying this for years every other country has been trying this for years but nobody has been succeed, successful in this but the bcci has that is why cricket is what it is in india right and we just we hope that uh, other sports also catch up to uh, to that by saying that i'm producing a pipeline of players every year how mm-hmm. it could need not only be by the government because it requires a partnership with the private sector also the reason why cricket is so popular is because the private sector pumps in a lot of money uh, football is possible only because of reliance and star kabaddi was done only because of star it was not just the government only it was not just the federation only it was private sector which pumped in money i think for any sport to do well there needs to be a contribution of private sector saying this sport i have adopted and i will do everything to take it to uh, to fruition it's like it, it then it then they operate it like a business right in a yeah. business they will invest they will ensure that every part grows and eventually yields return in the long term and that's why it's very important to look at it like professionals to uh, to help build the entire ecosystem and not just launch one league which uh, which uh, ends in 15 days yeah and i think rushab if i can add i think uh, progress is being made in that area i mean for instance uh, you know the success that india's had at the olympics and the paralympics where mm-hmm. got you are on mute 
So if you think back on it, Rushab, um, at the Rio Olympics in 2016, India won two medals. And uh, at the Paralympics, India won four medals. Uh, at uh, Tokyo, India's won seven medals, including a gold. And at the Paralympics, that number's gone up nearly five times. India's won 19 medals. Now, yeah. that doesn't happen in isolation. It has happened... We are losing you, Gaurav, again. You're in a bad network, I believe. Uh, no, no. Uh, I th Is this better? Yeah, this yeah. is better. Yeah, I, the, point, the point I was making was to just build on uh, Shrini's point is about uh, the government's intervention has been extremely important because they uh, the uh, top uh, program of the government, which actually, uh, you know, funds athletes, when they qualify for the Olympics, that is a that has been a game changer in many ways, not just for Olympics, but also for Paralympics. And like he said, uh, you know, there has been private uh, corporate support that has come in as well. So I think that uh, there's been some really significant progress made in that area. And uh, just to sort of circle back to what um, uh, what uh, we've been talking about, and I think that's that's an area that uh, I think all young sports professionals should have to embrace and understand because uh, it would it would be it would mean you are going to be able to influence real real solid change in the ecosystem if you can come up with plans and if you can come up with strategies as well as a uh, as well as sort of a thought process on how uh, individual sportsmen sport. Uh, team sports can be, um, uh, you know, can be benefited. So there's a there's a great um, sort of appetite for that sort of thing, both at the government as well as the private sector level, which is why I think, uh, uh, you know, um, a sort of coming into the industry as a as a trained, skilled professional is uh, is extremely useful. True, true, true. No, I think an important thing what you mentioned, right? Think, uh, and that's the reason we see the result, right? I mean, there is a significant improvement in the last four years. I agree with you on that. True. So, Srini, uh, you know, I had asked you for, for your one hour of your time, and we are very close to it. So, maybe uh, I'll ask a couple of questions, uh, you know, before you leave. Uh, one hour is about uh, establishing Sporjo as a brand, right? So, how did you acquire uh, students, customers? How did you go about marketing your business? Uh, if I were to uh, ask you that. So, it was pretty much uh, around... Uh, to, I mean, if, if, if see, we, we, we don't advertise very much. We, hmm. uh, we're going to start advertising because we got the money now only. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you will see a lot of advertising of Sporjo right now. But as I mentioned, it's very similar to the analogy of a sport, right? Which means you need to invest in an athlete for a long time, which means you need to invest in grassroots development. So I think I myself did 100, over 100 webinars last year with all leading colleges, you name it, IITs, IIMs, BITs, etc. Wherein the first thing that was told to them is sports is a career option and it's not just a hobby or an interest. right? And, and pretty much everybody was surprised to hear that. Uh, mm. And I think that's how, we, and we reached out to over 10,000 people. We have a solid campus ambassador program, wherein the campus ambassadors, even though they're virtual now, their job is only to spread the same message. Sports is a career option. It's not just a hobby or an interest. That's what they do. They're not paid. They uh, don't sell anything to anybody. Mm. But that's what they say. So this is what we sort of do uh, a bit on ground. Uh, uh, online, we do a lot of stuff. We do a lot of webinars where we brief, uh, where we call 
people from the industry we have chats with them we get people to listen to them and pretty much everything is focused around sports jobs and careers in sports uh so that gives people a lot of uh, interesting uh, interesting uh, insights on how do you make your career we had abhishek bachchan who talked about an owner's perspective on sports jobs we had sundar raman who spoke about spoke about the ad- an administrator's perspective we had leander who is now part of sportjo an athlete's perspective on sports jobs etc so basically saying that how do different people look at sports jobs in the industry and even if someone gets uh, a little bit of insight from there i think uh, it 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 sort of means a lot like i said anything that we do we have it with the filter of adding value we do mm-hmm. a lot of con- we do a lot of content on linkedin which has been our uh, our predominant platform for to connect with people and we have a pretty good following there on linkedin linkedin instagram social media we keep giving information uh, about our products and about uh, the the sports industry which will uh, which gives in- information from a careers in sports perspective so that's what we've done uh, all this while Wow. Over, 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 over and above this, what also happens is the word spreads in the industry, right? We have, mm. uh, I mean, um, like I mentioned, we have a database of 230 odd companies, of which only 36 are hiring right now through us. So, mm. uh, in in those 36 companies, we have placed 60 people, right, from interns to COOs. So we cater wow. to pretty much every possible, uh, every possible uh, uh, level. in 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 the in the sports industry now if life was normal so r- right now we place one person every five days uh, but if life was normal every all sports events were going on we're looking at placing five per five people per day and that's what the potential of this industry is wow superb awesome and so srini before you leave any advice that you would want to give to students who are venturing out or starting up on their own or who intend to do that I guess uh, answer it in two parts. If you are sort of uh, wanting to make a career in sports, uh, request you to sort of uh, reach out to our, our platforms uh, on uh, and leave a message for us. Someone will get in touch with you and guide you appropriately. Uh, if you are sort of keen on your on that, I mean, adminitesposure dot com or just visit our website, drop in, give a missed call, whatever. And if you look sort of looking to set set up something on your own, uh, I think the first thing that first probably the only thing you need to look at look at is are you solving a problem. right if you're solving a problem i think uh, whatever it is and if you're solving a problem and it adds value to people's life those are the i mean it's it's part of the same thing but um, i think uh, that's the only way a, any business or a venture will succeed otherwise uh, it becomes uh, you know if you if you talk about uh, uh, any other product that or service that you launch which is not addressing these then it sort of needs a lot more than just uh, uh than just uh, pure passion true 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 very true shrini and i think it was lovely speaking to you uh shrini and you're a busy man uh, you know getting into uh, you know handling multiple things and all the very best for sportjo and uh, it's just a very unique thing that you've done, done and all the best and thank you for having uh, you know for, for spending time with us on backstage it was lovely having you Thank I'm you. sure students would have loved it. Yeah. Thank you so much, uh, and uh, thank you so much, all of you. Thank you, Gaurav. Thank you, Shashank. Thank you, Rishab. And uh, uh, and uh, take care and stay safe, everyone. Thanks for having me here. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Shrini. Bye. Thank you, Shrini. Bye. 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 Thanks, Gaurav. Thanks, Momo. And thanks to all our listeners, guys. See you next week. Bye.